Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Earners, pandas, what's going on? Look, I know we all are skeptical when we talk about skincare. It's time consuming, it's ineffective, but what if we told you about a solution that takes just two minutes of your day? That's right, two minutes. I wanna to talk to you about our friends at Geology, where they can create a simple and effective skincare routine with ingredients that are proven to work. Geology's award-winning skincare requires just two minutes a day with dermatologist-designed ingredients and personalized regimens that really work. It's guaranteed. Their product set is great for both individuals new to skincare and seasoned skincare experts. They're personalized for your skin and the benefits you want to see. Whether you have sensitive skin, acne, dark circles around your eyes or wrinkles, they got you covered. Here's how it works. Head to their site, take a 30-second diagnostic quiz, and formulate a regimen that provides the benefits your skin needs. After that, start with a complete trial set, and you're on your way. People will notice the results, and you'll love the easy routine. Compliments from your friends, family, and coworkers are going to be pouring in. You're going to look younger and feel fresh every day. Our friends at Geology have over 3,000 plus five-star customer reviews and have been recognized in Men's Health, Esquire, and Ask Men 2019 Grooming Awards. And right now, if you head over to their site, that's geology.com, G-E-O-L-O-G-I-E.com, and use the code MARKETMONDAYS30, they're giving 30% off your complete trial set right now. Head over to geology.com, use the code MARKETMONDAYS30, and you're getting 30% off, y'all. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Head over there now. All right, so earners, the time has come. EYLU Grad School is here, and you know how we bring it in. Over 100 past webinars, weekly webinars from industry experts, monthly financial planning calls with Rashad, our movie and book club, access to our private investment group on Facebook, and we've just added the Home Buyers Blueprint Volume 1 Reloaded from our brother MG the Mortgage Guy, which has over 12 hours of content to guide you through the process of buying a home with a number of home buying programs to get you through the process, y'all. And in addition to that, you now have access to our weekly mentorship calls for all things real estate hosted again by our brother MG. It's an amazing package. We put it all together. We can't wait for you to see it and be a part of it. And right now, it's 50% off. So all you got to do is head over to EYLUniversity.com, and you're going to get 50% off. I have miss a market Mondays, no matter where we are in the world. What's going on? Tube, what up? What up? Ernest, what's up? EYL, what up? What up? The fam is here. 
Salute, salute, salute. Let's let's get everybody in here. Let's make sure everybody's right. Happy Martin Luther King Day. First and foremost. Yeah, we fighting the same dream that made Martin Luther the king. First and foremost, let's get it all in perspective. Let's do it. Let me make sure that we tell everybody that we on. It's gonna be crazy. Now we rock. Did a lot of stuff today in a very short period of time. Playing games. For what? I'm trying to let you know. Yeah, there we go. Just let him in. I know he was standing out in line. I seen you out there. He was like, yo, yo, tell Troy and Shadi I'm out front, yo. Let me in. Y'all in the studio, studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll see y'all. How y'all feeling? Good. How good, you? Man. Sounds good. I'm good. Happy Monday to you. Happy Monday to all the earners, everybody in Red Panda, everybody on YouTube. And as earners, what up? Yeah, man. We are, um, it's fitting. We're in Atlanta for MLK Day. No other place to be. Um, so definitely it's an honor to be in the home of Martin Luther King Jr. on this glorious day. So hopefully everybody Indeed. got to reflect on the life and legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King. And also hopefully everybody, you know, thought about what they can do to make the world better. Because it's, it's not just about celebrating a great um, man. It's also about, you know, thinking about how we can lead by example and carry the torch that, you know, he sacrificed his life for um, him and so, so many others mm -hmm. sacrificed their life for us. So, you know, we all have different parts to play. Our part is uh, economic empowerment. Sure. Some people's parts might be political. Some people's parts might be a school teacher, uh, you know, a football coach, whatever you are, just a, just a good parent to your child. Um, you know, we all got our parts to play and hopefully, you know, we can, uh, blaze forward and, and leave this place a lot better than, than what we, what we found it. Sure. Yeah, man, it is, uh, we all have the ability to serve. So it, it, like I said, it comes in a multitude of ways. Um, I saw one of my favorite quotes from uh, the great doctor. He said, uh, if you cannot do great things, do small things in a great way. So if we all take that mentality, I mean, we, we, we can be unstoppable and I really believe that we can be. So, um, yeah, man, welcome, welcome. It's Monday. They saw us at the airport. They said, yo, 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 don't y'all be late. Don't yeah, be getting on yeah, planes yeah. coming here late. Yeah, you know, we, 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 we took the flight early in the morning, like 8 o'clock in the morning. So shout out to the bro <laughs> on a flight from Queens. He was like, yo, y'all going to make market Mondays? I'm like, of course, man. <laughs> Have that's to. Not, that's not negotiable, man. That, that's that's negotiable. why we on that, the, the 8 o'clock flight. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So before we start, um, well, Ian, do you want to say anything about uh, Martin Luther King Day? Yeah, I do want to ask a question uh, for those of you that lived through the civil rights era and you're watching us now, what is something that we can do as a community now that was not able to be implemented during that era that we can help exponentially grow the progress that uh, Martin and everyone in that era was fighting for? So what can we do now that in the 50s, 60s and 70s was not able to be done? Um, of course, you know, the foundation that he laid is, is tremendous, but I would be remiss. With all the technology that we have and the ability to connect, I think we should be doing 100 times more. But I want to hear from the people that were there during that time. So if you can guide us, us youngins, 
on what yeah, you do. Yeah, I, I would yeah. greatly appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely, man. Sure. It's, it, the, the earners have come in. The pandas are here. How the tube doing? The tube looking night over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout out to the YouTube. Almost had two two bands. Two. Let's, um, let's not play no games. I know the market wasn't open, but guess who is open? Market Mondays. Market Mondays is open. And so we're gonna start with the disclaimer, man. You know how this works. Do your own research. Our content is intended to be used and must be used for informational purposes only. It is very important to do your own analysis before making any investment based on your own personal circumstances. You should take independent financial advice from a professional in connection with or independently research and verify any information that you find on our show and wish to rely upon, whether for the purpose of making an investment decision or otherwise. This is brought to you by the good folks at Ernie Leisure and the good brother, Ian Dunlap, the master investor himself. I appreciate yeah, it. Sure. So um, quick rundown before we start. This week's a good big week. Shout out to Sonia, Whew. student loan doctor. So student loans, $1.9 trillion of student loan debt is currently in America. It's an economic tidal wave. We can't even call it a crisis. It's, nah, beyond, it's beyond the crisis. It's, it's um, past the mortgage debt, right? More than mortgage debt. Yeah, uh, student loans is probably the biggest challenge that faces working class neighborhoods and young people today. Bigger than credit card debt, student loan debt. Um, so that's the first episode we've ever had on student loan debt. Um, and bigger than that, it's just branding. She started her own business based off of student loans, which there's always a way to monetize something while you're helping people at the same time. So um, shout out to her. I'll be out Tuesday, tomorrow at five o'clock. And then tomorrow this class on Wednesday, UI University. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we got AK and Andrew coming back. She killed it last time she was with us on, on uh, UIL University. And so what the people were like, yo, we need to see her again. We need to see her again. And so we're very fortunate and very blessed to have her come back, not only for one time, but she's going to be here four times throughout the year. So each semester, all right, she's going to be blessing us with a new class and Yo, if you if you missed it, do yourself a yeah, favor. Yeah, I missed it. I, I got to no. tune in Wednesday. If you I missed so it, mad. do yourself a favor. Go back in the catalog and check out her class, uh, and you will be highly impressed. If you didn't watch it, Shadi will, will tell you, you're doing yourself a tremendous disservice. Yeah, shout out to her. She's <laughs> she's responsible for linking us with Killer Mike, too. That's a so big fact. Shout out to her, for sure. Then I got my financial planning class on uh, Saturday. Yeah. Saturday, yeah. Saturday. So, um, so yeah. So, let's do it. I'll drop the link for that. If anybody's interested in joining UI University, we got 50% off. Um, so, yeah. Big week for us, as every week is a big week for us. Ian, um, whenever you're ready, brother. Let's rock and roll. Sure, let me share. We can make some magic happen. I got you. I got you. You're the host, my brother. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, happy Monday, everybody. I appreciate you all. Let's get right to it. Don't want to hold you. So this is the biggest piece of the puzzle Puzzle you're probably missing. Um, let's start here. Once again, we have to give knowledge and kudos to the great Dr. King. Uh, type in chat, what is the greatest thing that you learned from Dr. King? Uh, for me personally, it was how to be fearless even though the foundation that he was laying towards the end would not even benefit him or his family. Um, there's a lot of things, of course, that get brought up throughout history, but his selflessness, especially those low, last two or three years um, on the economic side was very um, touching to say the least, knowing that he would die as a result um, of a couple of those decisions. So to be fearless in the midst of you know, something that benefited me is one of the biggest lessons um, I learned from him. You guys saw the news and uh, the insight this week. I want you guys to do me a favor. Go on Instagram on Jim Kramer's page. And if you want Jim Kramer to come on Market Mondays, 
tag good old Booyah Jim and tell him <laughs> to come on down. Um, so kudos to everyone who's been helping behind the scenes to make that ha happen, Josh. I appreciate that, Bonowin. I appreciate that, but I think it would be, be a great dynamic um, for Kramer to be on. And also, he's the one that started this entertaining perspective on the market because it wasn't too common um, back then. So uh, Red Panda Stock Club, the new version will be dropping tomorrow. So you guys will be able to get that. It's 24 things that I've added to the Stock Club. For those of you that are already in it, I appreciate you so much. We're going to have fun tonight. We're going to do our call. We'll be on 10 minutes and go through some charts. Um, but for those of you that missed out or feel that this year will be your year, um, I'm looking forward to having you on board. You can go to joinredpanda.com to get more information. So COVID cases are spiking. And this is going to be a little repeat of 2020. And I need you to get prepared. So for those of you that are conspiracy theorists, um, that listen to Alex Jones all day, sorry, almost 400,000 people have died. This thing is real and it's getting worse. Now, this is the scary part. The second version or the second iteration of COVID spreads faster than the original. So I want you to write these golden rules down because we are in a new normal. We will never go back to the old model. So for those of you who were in the workforce before 2007, when the Great Recession hit, it changed how business was done forever. I remember even going to college in 2000, and it was like, man, if you graduate, you're guaranteed a job. And then the Great Recession hit, and that, wiped, that got wiped away. 2020 has come, and we'll talk about it later, uh, the era that we're entering in now. So before was the information age where we are in a new age now. But here's the thing that I want you to do if you are working. Please write this down right now. For every dollar that your company pays you, you need to know how much of a return you are giving them because it's the only thing that is going to give you any security with that company or when it's time to apply for another job. Secondarily, I want to focus on this. You have to break up your time into quadrants of four, and you have to have a time for work, a time for play. I'll tell you like this. Never have I been at a funeral and once thought about business when I was there. And companies will not care about you as much. And everyone has seen the meme. If you die today, tomorrow, you know, your job will be on a job board. And that is very true. So as we enter this new normal and things are not going back to how they were before, I want you to pick your own balance for how things are going to be governed in this era for you and your family. One of the biggest trading lessons of the week to all my traders, get your pens out or get your phone out and screenshot this. Once you have a major loss, you have to cut your losses and stop. So number one, I want you to take a break for a week. And after two days, I need you to look at the recording and see what went wrong. So if you go to the book, Market Wizards, which is probably my favorite book on trading, one of the biggest things that people talk about is when they have a big loss, you almost feel like you're in a tornado and you don't know what happened and emotions kick in. But like a player would post game, you need to go through and look at the footage to see what went wrong what happened wrong and what you can do differently so that does not happen again. And number one, number two, if you are, are a trader and you are winning less than 50% of your trades, please write this risk to reward ratio down. I want you to risk one to make 22. Please type in chat, what percentage do you need to be at in order to be profitable if that is your risk to reward? Now, not all products are going to allow you to do that, but NASDAQ, Dow, Russell, on the future side will allow you to do so. 
You need to risk one to make 22. So even if you are a bad trader, from a stats perspective, you still need to be able to make money and know what the probability is um, of your trading. I know some of you are going to kill me, but look, if UFOs are real, then uh, space exploration will be the next frontier. So a couple of weeks ago on IG, I was posting all these like conspiracy videos about UFOs, right? Um, and then behind the scenes, you can see there are a couple of tickers up here. Go look at the ticker UFO, the ticker R-O-K-T, Rocket. And then, of course, the amazing Kathy Woods has her own, which is going to focus on space exploration. I think over the next 10 years, there'll be some incredible revelations. But, of course, Amazon and Tesla are already there. Uh, whenever SpaceX goes public, I'm going to be biased towards them because Elon is a great leader. Um, but look at these two ticker symbols tonight. Question for you. I need you to write this in chat. Have you made more money from long-term holding or from trading? Kurt put up a great comment last week. I was told by my uncle, an investor worth a high eight figures, what to do with my money. Only buy growing companies and hold them. Do not trade. You will regret doing that. Now, 20% of people that begin trading stick around for more than a year. Out of that 20%, only 10% stay around for five years. Here's the great thing, though. Even if you never learn how to trade, if you keep your money in the market for a long enough period, a 10-year hold is ideal. You'll beat most people that are actually trading because most traders blow up their account and give all their money back. So I know there's a lot of other things that are sexy, but the tried and true formula here is to hold for 10 years. And if you can hold for 30, that would be absolutely incredible. In terms of selectivity, in terms of your allocation, for every 20 investments you see, you have to say no to 19 of them. So for weeks, we've talked about fundamentally what I look at when I assess a company. And we'll talk about another one tonight. But when I'm going through and comparing companies to the primary ones that I like, they have to trump the ones that I have already. And if they don't, you have to let it go. Sometimes because of the amount of media we're taking in, we're like, hey, let me just jump in this one and let's see how it pans out. But Remember, the number of shares that we own is more important than the price we particularly got in. And we want to focus on a few concentrated quality companies opposed to having 35 in a portfolio. Trading lesson number three. And for traders, our point of reflection and insights usually happen on the days that we have off. So the futures market was open for half a day. The volume wasn't that high. Um, but the secret is cutting down the number of trades you take for the year. So you can follow this simple matrix. First quarter, I want you to take 12. Second quarter, I want you to take 12 trades. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Third quarter, 12. Fourth quarter, you already have an assessment for how the year went. Either we were super bullish, super bearish, or we were ranging. Fourth quarter, you can double the amount of trades and do 24. But too many people trade like they're gambling in Vegas opposed to running it like a business. You want to treat trading like a business year in and year out. Please put trade like it's a business in chat. The top 10 apps of 2020. Now look at these. Zoom, number one, which we're on now, and they're gradually improving. TikTok, right? Third is Disney Plus. Fourth is YouTube, owned by Google. Then Instagram and Facebook. But the thing I want you to notice how Instagram and Facebook are falling out of favor. Josh last week talked about how Facebook is a communication company. And also, for those of you that are insiders on in the industry, you know that Zuckerberg is not the most favorable CEO. For whatever reason, I don't know if because he blew off Wall Street Week, um, they haven't liked him since then. He isn't the darling entrepreneur and CEO that some of his peers um, are held out to be. So Facebook is sliding down. Snapchat, even though it's lost popularity, it still was downloaded or not a lot. Messenger is underneath Snapchat. Once again, a Facebook product. It's towards the end of the chain. Uh, Gmail and then, of course, Cash App owned by Square. Square is an amazing company. So these are the top 10. But when you see these kind of lists, pay attention to who is up top and who is sliding down. And if you compare 2020 to 2019 and go through 2017 and 2016, you will see that there's a gradual change to the downside. And then, of course, TikTok came out of nowhere and, and crushed uh, the market. And I posted this earlier, but I need to have a very honest conversation with you about, for those of you that are trading, if you're not studying every day, it's only because deep down you don't want to win. And if you're over trading, it's because you don't want to win because you are self-sabotaging. I'll tell you like this. If you truly, truly love trading, the act of, and we have some athletes on here, like the, the guys that you have to beat into the gym, they don't want to play ball. And it's okay. You don't have to trade. You can make way more money doing something else. I want you to follow what your passion. I know trading right now is sexy as hell and it's in vogue. And I can't wait till it goes not to being sexy anymore, how it used to be three or four years ago. But when you want it, you will lust after the work that comes with it in order to win. So if you are not studying every day or you feel like it's a chore that you hate i want you to make the decision either to walk away and be a long-term investor or go all in but i want you to put in chat are you going to go all in or long-term invest and like i said before even if you just long-term invest you're going to do better than most people who solely 
trade. Um, last week, Josh talked to us about why PE ratio doesn't matter as much. And I want to take you down a quick trip down memory lane. So in 2008, because the same, so when you guys are like, hey, Apple's going to fall apart, this story gets printed every damn year. So in 2008, this is the day like the market lost faith in Apple. And Steve was still running it, right? So you, you can see here, had about an 18 cash trailing and 10x forward while maintaining 70% earnings growth for over a year. And it was the same thing. Not enough products. MacBooks are dying. The CEO isn't good. It's boring. We want something new, right? But look at the price of Apple then and if you would have held from 2008 through now. So when we're looking at these ratios, and even if you're looking at Benjamin Graham's model or another indicator that you guys can write down is, is Buffett's uh, measurement of the market, they're great ways to calculate, but sometimes they misstep. So if you go and look at this article, you can see Apple's potential was discounted for six months before the recession. And then the market bottomed out and their earning was great. And they continued to innovate and continue to make sales like crazy. And they went to the upside. So even if something has a high PE ratio, it's just the cost that you're paying for those earnings but what if their earning their company is printing earnings like shit and they are non their company does a non-stop printing machine you should not get out of them because of that reason so sometimes p ratio and these ratios can be misleading i think they are a good measurement for the overall index but there has to be an exception for when a company is top one or two in its field and this is a point that i need to drive home again for my fundamental and technical traders there has to be a catalyst for why the market falls. The market isn't going to slide down just because we hit a technical level. That's why you can see we constantly have been hitting all-time highs, and everyone's like, well, I'm a short here. And I'm like, why? So I hit a high. Like, it can go 15% higher before it eventually slides down. So you need an interest rate increase, which we may have soon, a bubble, a weak market. We need something to push it down. And here's a good trick to know. Whatever that catalyst is, it will be on the news as soon as you get off work. As soon as, and then it'll be all over social. So with COVID, if we hit a certain benchmark, we cross three or four million deaths, that will push the market down a lot. But until then, don't worry. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but Market Mondays is a is a idea and a real time course that should be a hell of a lot in real time. But I want you to remember to execute. Kudos to the good brother here um, who's up on Plug and Neo. What I don't want to do is solely entertain you. What I want you to do is for you to be entertained, inspired, and then you execute. So I know some of you are like, hey, you hear one thing, but when you go back and listen, another thing has been said. So for those of you that have wondered if Neo is solid, Plug is solid, yes, I don't think that they're the leader in that space, and I don't think that they will be, at least for five or 10 years, but they are solid investments, but they're too high at the moment. And same thing with Boeing. Um, Boeing is not one of the best companies. There's a great lesson here. Sometimes certain assets will come down so much that they are just a steal. So if you can get a house that's worth 200 grand on sale for 25 grand, that's what Boeing looked like when we crashed. I don't love Boeing, but out of the airline sector, it was the only one that I really liked. And then it went up to 29 and sold off and it's been sliding back. So once again, I want to remind you guys to listen take notes and even after the episode is over watch the replay because there's some gems in there that you probably missed
on to fundamentals that matter. Please write, write this down. Rotation is not for you. I've never seen so many retail traders in my life care about rotation for long-term investing. If you're trading, okay, different. But if you're holding for a long period of time, it's not for you. Hedge funds have to spend money every quarter. You don't. And then the second one is mind share. So mind share is when you say a category or brand, it's the first thing that you think about. So let's play a little game. So if I mention a car company, what's the first car company that comes to your mind? Please type in chat. Okay, now if I mention a sneaker company, what's the first one that comes to mind? Okay, if I mention an electronics company, well, let's say computer company to be more specific, which one comes to mind? I love Michael Dell, but nobody's saying Dell. So Mindshare is the one, if you interview 10 people on the street, eight out of 10 would say that particular brand. Mindshare is an equation and fundamental analysis that I think is over, uh, excuse me, underrated, very underrated. Um, and I want to clear this up. So I know some of you have been hitting me up about 24 streams of revenue. I want to be very clear. I'm not saying that I want you to make 24 different businesses or have 24 jobs because that's impossible. But I do want to walk through some of the biggest finance lessons from some of the biggest companies in the world. So if you look at Microsoft, Microsoft has over 101 products. If they only needed seven for world domination with all the data that they have, don't you think they would do seven? Apple has 30. Pepsi has over 100. Let's go to all my folks in ATL. Coca-Cola, you can Google this has 500 brands underneath their umbrella and 3,900 beverage choices. 3,900. So if the magical number was seven, with all the research and brand development that Coca-Cola has done, don't you think seven would be more than enough? So if you're just starting, I don't want you to be upset by hearing this number, but our job is to deliver, to deliver the truth to the community and not bullshit advice that's been shoveled down Instagram into you by people who are not doing that, but they're on Clubhouse nine hours a day, drinking all the kids' juicy juice. Like, we're not here for that. Uh, but 3,900 choices is a lot of skews, but there's a reason for that. I'll walk you through a book that I think is probably going to be the next Money Master the Game from a macro level tonight, but a very interesting insight that Chamath gave to Josh when they were at a conference was they stopped learning 20 years ago. What I don't want you guys to do is even hear the information that we give you and just take it for face value. I want you to go review it, read it, and make sure that it's true. Because most people in investing stop learning after year one. And that's how most people end up giving up their edge. Okay. And you guys did an amazing job with the interview with Mark Cuban. I want you guys to go back and look and listen to the interview, but the minimization of risk for how he was protecting his capital and his newfound wealth is the most important lesson in that college strategy that he executed. Could he have made more? Yes. He's done pretty damn well for himself since kudos to everybody at IU. But even if you don't have a lot of money, I know the idea is you want to grow fast but if you grow fast and you lose fast, what ends up happening for us that are African-American, it breaks your spirit 
and you leave the market and never come back. It's a unique experience. So the reason why I'm saying defense, 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 why it's not the sexiest thing, it doesn't matter if you have a 200% gainer and then on your next trade, you get back 150% of it or 200% of it, or you get margin called and lose more. So go write down and go look up that strategy that he executed, and I think it will have a tremendous impact on how you invest going forward. This is for the dads. I want you to stop thinking about investing over a short period of time, and I want you to make some funds available for your family for the next 100 years. I think, I think we're thinking about this on too short of a time frame. Is it worth the sacrifice? I think if you love your child, yes. It's my job personally for me and my family to provide for the next 200 years. So the seeds that I lay, I hope Xander or his child does not mess it up. But for the next 200 years, I'll be able to provide a solid foundation for him. And then for the dads that love your children, I think that should be a goal. And next week, I'll walk you through some of the steps we can do uh, to make that a reality. And for those of you who are just starting and you feel intimidated, Let's look at this. Here's how much you would have made if you would have just invested 500 a month. Type yes in chat if you spent 500 a month partying or on other things that brought you less value. 4% rate of return, which, I mean, investing has considerable risk. Nothing is guaranteed. We cannot uh, project future gains based on past performance. Neither can Rashad or Troy, but I, I think I can comfortably say that we may be able to get you 4% easily. Perhaps. F 500 a month? For 10 years, you have 73 grand. At 6% return, 81,500 a month over 10 years of an 8% return, you have 91,000. Now I want you to calculate if you got 18% year over year for 10 years, how much that would be. It's not the dollar amount that you start with, it's the consistency and the action. And some of you figured this out in March. It's like you got in at a great price on some companies, but you only got 10 shares of it. And I was like, damn, if you knew back then what you know now, you probably would have furnished or liquidated everything to furnish those investments going forward. So even if you're starting small, it's okay. It's going to give you confidence to build later. And as we get uh, close to wrapping up, I want to show you how to identify the best companies in a sector in less than 90 seconds. So if we take this site is called Guru Focus. So let's go to my favorite. Let's go to technology. Step one, I want you to click on the sector. Is my screen still showing or no? Yeah, yeah it's still showing. Okay, hold on. Let me show the entire screen. Okay, yeah, there we go. Now, this is a guru focus. I'm not a paid affiliate or anything. Step one, I want you to click on the sector. Great. Now, after that, I want you to pick on the biggest portion of that pie. So in this case, it would be software. It's 50.8% of the market. So we'll click here. Great. Now we'll go to software. And let's see who runs that space. And you can see clearly by industry weighting, Microsoft is first. And then you have the other smaller players. Notice nobody's ever screaming, damn, I should buy IBM, even though they may have a chance in the next couple of years to go up a little bit higher. Right. And then you can do the same thing with hardware. So let's go look at hardware. We can look at the weighting. Who runs the weighting for hardware? By landslide is Apple. So when I'm literally looking at who is the biggest player in the market 
selecting those, and then inside of that category, I'm picking the top two. I don't want the ninth best semiconductor in a space. So let's click on semiconductor. So you can see NVIDIA, solid, love a lot, Intel, that market share is dying. Great. And you can use this site to see who are the market share leaders in a particular space. And I got a couple more slides and then we'll wrap up. So if you look at the five things the market cares about the most, please screenshot this. There's so much talk about what matters and what moves the market. These are a core five. Number one, the stability of the economy. Is the economy doing good or bad? If the economy's doing good, people are going to spend more. And even companies that are not that talented or that great, who have great management, will do well. Number two, interest rates. Interest rates have been low for a long time. And when they finally bump this up, man, the market is going to slide back some. And all this free cash that we've been getting out the market and all these easy 18 and 25% gains, they're going to go away. They're going to go away. Number three, earnings of a particular company. So I want you to look at the top two leaders, the top three leaders in the space and see what the earnings are. Number four, it does not get talked about enough, but it's really the number of buyers and sellers. There are more buyers in Tesla than there are short sellers. For all the short sellers, may you rest in peace. Stop shorting Tesla. And number five, who is best in the category? Investing is not that hard. Even when we did the mindshare exercise, no one is named the 15th best player in the space. And we are in an efficiency era, and this will not go away. So before it was the information age, but the companies that will dominate now are the ones that will make our lives easier, get things for us faster, and save us money. So like Roku, Netflix, Zillow. So if you guys have not looked, Zillow is now making an offer on houses. So for my real estate agents, you're going to have to find a way to take care of your customers and clients more and also sell them houses faster because the biggest player in the space is now starting to look to eat your lunch and all technology companies usually aim to do this. Domino's, Match. So Match owns everything except Bumble. Um, they are a huge conglomerate. And when I did the interview with Weezy, we talked about that a few months ago. They've been on the tear. And of course, Amazon, the company that makes life easier for us so we don't have to drive and drop off tapes at Blockbuster and get a fine. Netflix is a better pick. Roku is a better pick in comparison. We have now switched to an efficiency era. And for my business owners, you need to find a way to get things delivered to you in a much faster way. 10 years ago, you would have to drive to downtown to meet with Rashad, right? Maybe do lunch. Now, Zoom. We have to streamline everything that we're doing. And then the final thing I want to cover for you is the worst companies of this past decade had a central thing. They were energy focused. The big energy company, we companies we are watching die in front of us. And some will make the adjustment and some will go to clean energy and some will not. And they will die a slow death before a company to draw down 70% or 80% in a year is unfathomable. But we are here at a change right before our eyes. So I appreciate you guys so much. I thank you dearly. I want to remind you to please invest in the market every single month. And if you are going to trade, be dedicated. Practice your ass off because it's not easy. I love you guys. And thank you. My God. My God. So much there. So much there. Yeah, great, great uh, yeah. presentation. I'm, I'm glad you spoke about the, the exploration of the space as uh, SpaceLink is going to be launching their Starlink uh, broadband satellites into the space tomorrow morning. That's so.
That's amazing. Yeah, sixty. I believe sixty satellites are going up tomorrow. Uh, they had they were scheduled to do it last week, but there was some weather permitting issues. But yeah, I mean that's the start of something amazing. Now they have like Earth connection, <laughs> right? This is mm-hmm. bigger than that. This is Earth connection. That's interesting you said that. Yeah, great job, great job for sure. Thank you. So, all right. Um, you want to go? Can I do something? Yeah, yeah please I, do. I, I don't want to take up too much time. I know Shadi. No, I'll take it. Shadi, Shadi gonna get to work too. Yeah, he about to go to work. And so, got a hot sixteen. You kind of, you kind of just threw me to like the whole alley oop because when you said defense, play defense, play defense. We only talk about things that we're doing, right? And so over here, Ernie Leisure, like we're like we gotta play some defense in some of these positions that we have. And so there was this great guy who talked about uh, inverse indexes on this episode. I think like seventy or something like that. <laughs> right? And so I, I don't think people really understand what that looks like. So I'm going to share my screen and then uh, we'll, we'll go through a little chart display. It'll be quick. I, I promise. <laughs> All right, we good? Thumbs up. Y'all can see the screen? Yes. Perfect, 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 perfect. Let me go over here. Somebody was reading all my tabs. They were like, yo, what you doing on that site? Um, but yeah, so obviously y'all know I uh, love to use Yahoo Finance. They can hear me. Same. Oh, yeah. Oh, let me let me uh check the audio real quick. Yeah, we good? You can hear me good? I can hear you. All right. Yeah, we on the computer. And so obviously we like I, I told y'all from day one, I love using the Yahoo Finance charts just because it's easier visual for me to see uh and to break down. And so what an inverse index does, it's kind of like hedging. So you just laid it out perfectly, right? You said there's no point of having a well. Having a 200% gain is great, but if you lose 175% of it, what's the point? And so when we heard Mark tell us that story, we were like, yo, maybe we should start figuring out some plays to hedge some of these, these positions we got. And so uh, I had a conversation, shout out to Vitaly, UIL alum, uh, UIL University alum. She was like, yo, I want you to look into these positions. And so SDAO, let's see, is one of these inverse indexes and so i'm going to show you exactly what that means and so as obviously right here it tracks the s the the dow 30. and so if we look at it as the dow goes up this position goes down right uh and as hold on as the dow goes down this position go rises right so we can see here in march obviously when corona happens look at the price target here for SDAO, right? It hit a, a high of 84. And as we've been managing with Corona and dealing with the pandemic and the economy has grown, we can see that this has trailed down. And some people might be looking at this like, why am I gonna invest in anything that trends down? Well, here's one, right? It's the same reason Ian just said. If you're up 200% and there is a correction, you're going to lose some of that percentage. And so let's go back to the last couple corrections that we had, right? We had one in September, Second, and I know the date because I took the picture of my account and I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> this is different. How am I going to manage? Uh, let me see. Can I see the date over here? Let me scroll up a little bit. Right, here we go. So you can see the market's doing great. I think we're hitting all-time highs. Apple's at an all-time high. There's a split, right? It hits a low here at 16, but then there's a correction and you can see the chart rise. Right. And so as this is rising, people are making money. Right. So some people when in the options game, this would be like a put. Right. As the, the, the stock, the option call goes down, the put price goes up. And so it's the same thing. You can actually buy.
earners, what's going on? If you're a business owner, you don't need us to tell you that running a business is tough, but you might be making it harder on yourself than necessary. Don't let QuickBooks and spreadsheets slow you down anymore. It's time to upgrade to NetSuite. Stop paying for multiple systems that don't give you the information you need when you need it. Ditch the spreadsheets and all the old software you've outgrown. Now is the time to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite gives you visibility and control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. Everything you need all in one place instantaneously. Whether you're doing a million or hundreds of millions in revenue, save time and money with NetSuite. Join the over 24,000 companies using NetSuite right now. Let NetSuite show you how they'll benefit your business with a free product tour at netsuite.com slash market Mondays. Schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com slash market Mondays. That's netsuite.com slash market Mondays. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Head over there. Earners, let me let you in on a little secret. If you're looking to get meals that you'll enjoy and your bank account will love delivered straight to your doorstep, I want you to check out our people over at EveryPlate. EveryPlate dinners are the cheaper alternative to takeout or delivery. Their recipes come together in about 30 minutes, definitely faster than a trip to the grocery store or starting a meal from scratch. EveryPlate does the meal planning, shopping, and prepping for you, taking the time-consuming guesswork out of cooking. Trust me, this helped me tremendously in the kitchen. All I had to do was follow the directions, use my ingredients, and put together some of the best chicken stir-fry I've ever had. I'm going to be honest. At first, I was skeptical, thinking that the meal kit thing might be a little bit too expensive. But now I know you can get the same deliciousness at a much lower price. And if you act now, you can get three weeks of every plate meals for only $2.99 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering the code MarketMondays3. That's right, three weeks of free every plate meals for $2.99 per meal. All you have to do is head over to everyplate.com and use the code MarketMondays3. Don't wait, don't hesitate, head over there. I shared this, and so you can see it here, right? We got up to 16, right? At the end of October, we saw it again. Why? I took a picture because I was like, no, not again, <laughs> not again. And so at the end of October, we can see it down here, it's hitting its low and then boom, there's another correction at the end of October. And so obviously SDAO's price goes up to almost nine. I think it opened at uh, 19 and it got up to 21.40, right? And so ever since, you can see as the economy grows and the Dow grows, this has been going down. And everybody keeps saying, when, wait, there's gonna be a correction, there's gonna be a correction. When is everything going to fall? This can't be green all the time. And so if, if that is your thought, then this is a position where you can take insurance, right? Think of it as insurance, right? If I pay $500 to get into this position and, hey, the economy keeps growing, great. You have positions that are going to hedge this, right? That means you've gained more. But if there is a correction, right, you're going to make money on the way down. And so I want people to keep that in mind. And there's plenty of them, right? This is just one. SDAO is one. I wrote down a few others. SDS is one. DOG, D-O-G, which is an ETF. You can buy positions in, in this. And so this is like the insurance play. If you're getting nervous, if you're getting apprehensive, like, wait, this can't be green all the time. If you feel that way, great. Make some insurance plays, hedge your bets, um, and play it safe. Play it safe. That was, that, that was it. That's all I want. This is what we're actually doing. So every time we're doing something and we're like, yo, Let's show them what we're doing. This is what we're doing. And this is how we're trying to say, look, yeah, we can make 100% here, right? But if I if I just allocate a little bit of funds to hedge it, maybe $500, $1,000 to some of my plays, 
if I lose a thousand, that's great. That means that my other investments have gone up, right? If it goes down, like I said, then we can make some money on the way down with our thousand dollar investment. Yeah. So the only thing I want to chime in and say for everyone listening, and also for legal reasons, you shouldn't have more than ten percent of your account hedging, and then also you should not be in a position longer than ten days. Right. If you do it equally weighted, you're basically betting against the market. And if you look, even at that, what's that? Your 100 or 200 that's red. Yeah, yeah. It has not broken above 2139 in a long time. Can you hit Max chart for me real quick? Sir. Please. I mean, you can see this has been sloping down forever. Right. But that 12,420 max line for that 200 has not been touched. So it's an inverse product. But maximum 10 days, and I wouldn't have more than 10% of your account hedging. Because if you do 25% of 50, you are right. going to get destroyed. And, that, and that's the key, right? When, I, when I'm talking about investment, I'm not talking about your whole entire portfolio, or even 25%. We're talking small amounts. Like I said, $500, maybe $100 if you're doing that. Just so it offsets some of the losses that you have in the event of a correction. That's amazing, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Mark Cuban spoke about that on our episode too. That got that got me thinking. Like, wait, he was saying that um, you know, if a lot of people, he was like, right now he's hedging a lot of it. the the story was like, if you haven't watched that Mark Cuban episode, you gotta check it out. But you know, the story is legendary. Um, how he got five billion dollars in Yahoo stock, and Yahoo stock declined ninety three percent, but he actually made more money when it declined because he had um, puts. And he hedged his position. And he was saying when he went on CNBC, he was going on CNBC and everybody was saying like, yo, you, do you feel stupid? And he was like, nope. He was like, I'm sure at the end of the day, I can sleep at night knowing that, you know, if it falls, I'm protected. And when it did fall, not only was he protected, but he made a boatload of money. And yeah. after he told us that story, he was saying that right now he has hedges on all his stocks. And he was saying that um, he advises people to at the very least think about hedging. Um, because if, if it goes south, at least, you know, you can recoup some funds. But if it doesn't go south, like Choice has an insurance policy. So you don't put too much on the hedge, whether it's a put, whether it's an inverted um, ETF index, you don't put too much on it. It's like insurance, right? Like if you're yeah. paying $200 a month for your car insurance, hopefully you never get in a car accident. Hopefully. But if you do get in a car accident, then you got the Better insurance protection. So it's the same thing. It's the same thing with the with the investment. So something to think about. You know, everybody can do what they want. Um, our job is not to tell you what to do, just to give you information. But something that definitely Mark Cuban made a point of saying. And um, and he bought the market like crazy after two thousand three. Like he made money on Yahoo, shorted it, and then rode the market back up. Like yeah. Once once he said that, I was like, all right, we gotta. There's a reason why this is happening right now. We got to start looking at this a little different. Like I and like what Shadi said, we're not telling anybody what to do. We, we're going to tell you what we're actually doing. Um, and if it can help somebody, great. If, if, if it can't, that's great too. We're just going to be 100% transparent about what we're doing. Yeah, I hedge. I hedge once again. People saying, what is a hedge? A hedge is when you're hedging your position um, and whatever you, you have, you, you're investing opposite of it. So if I'm investing in the stock market, right? A hedge might be the inverted index where I'm actually also investing that the stock market is going to go down. That's a hedge. Or you can put a put on a stock or a call. You can have, so if I have Apple stock 
and I think it's going to go down in the short term, I might put a put on Apple. A put is the opposite of a call where you actually think that the stock is going to go down. That's what Mark Cuban did with his Yahoo stocks. Um, so, yeah, hedging is pretty much just a security measure that you would take in case it goes opposite from the direction that you're invested in. That's pretty much ahead. That was like an investopedia right there. That was good. <laughs> yeah, not nah, a lot of times people only think that you yeah. can invest one way. Exactly. When you think about investments, you think about investments going up. But you can also invest in investments going down. You can make a lot of money. The Big Short, one of the, a great, great movie, great book. Um, and during 2008, during the financial crisis, a few, a few guys made billions of dollars because they bet on mortgages falling apart. Yeah. And um, it happened. And when it happened, they got paid out crazy. They actually had to make products. Those, those products wasn't even actually out. They made those products just for them. It's a very good movie. I, I encourage everybody to watch it. Yeah, I'm going to drop a link to where you guys can go and back test what allocation would be right for you so you're just not hearing it. Um, you can go to Portfolio Visualizer, though, and go to Backtest Portfolio and see if you had 10% of your portfolio versus what you have now, um, how well it would do. And then also bonds. Like, bonds is a good way to hedge as well. Yeah. But play with that and see what allocation is right for you based on where you are financially so you're just not just running out and uh, doing something incredibly risky. And gold, too, gold, gold used to be a hedge too, but now gold is kind of moving in the same direction. So yeah. I don't know if that's a hedge anymore. But that's also so you can also have different allocations. Yeah, we can do a whole EY University class about hedging because <laughs> it's actually a lot more. Now that I'm thinking about it, there's a lot of different ways how you can hedge. Not and also insurance, but people don't talk about insurance about or actual. Like, yeah. I was just about to say that's crazy. I was just about to literally. I was just about to say that like a uh, whole life insurance definitely is a hedge. I know everybody's going to jump in the comments like, don't buy whole life. You're <laughs> not here to tell you what to do, but it definitely can be used as a hedge because it's not depending on the stock market. It's guaranteed and it's through dividends. So when the stock market goes down, whole life policy, the cash value can still go up. So yeah, fixed interest investments definitely can be a hedge, not only against inflation. Um, so you can hedge against inflation as well. This is an ongoing conversation. We can have a whole yeah. conversation about this, but yeah. There's more than one way to skin a cat. Um, but before we go into the questions, I uh, wanted to do a presentation. I'll just not even do the uh, slides. I'll just, I'll just verbally no, say No, no, kill the slides. You got it. All right, well, we didn't really have – we didn't do all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. I'll so, leave it up so you can read it. I mean, I got it. Right. Um, so, can I just, no, okay. so, yeah, so um, Ian was saying, you know, as far as me, I'm still practicing as an advisor. People don't, might not know that, but I still have my financial planning business. So he thought it would be a good idea if um, I kind of give like an example of what somebody would do if they came into, you know, a windfall of money. Because we always talk about like a portfolio and to diversify, but it's like, what does that mean? Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, all right, this is like a sample of what I would, you know, recommend a client to do. Now, once again, everybody's situation is different. This is just the general idea framework um and somebody like came into my office and i had a conversation but i just wanted to kind of give some give you um kind of framework of a, like a financial plan because mm -hmm. we, we haven't really talked about it like that too much so like a financial plan so we picked the the magical number one million dollars so and picked the 35 year old right 35 year old for one million dollars so if you have one million dollars say in a life insurance policy um that was you know you got the reason why I say the life insurance is tax-free. 
So you'll get $1 million. There's no taxes that you have to pay. Um, so out of that $1 million, the first thing that I would suggest somebody to do is pay off debt. <clears throat> the first thing. So, you know, the average American household has $5,700 of credit card debt. Um, and depending on where you live in the country, that, that, that's even low. Like, you know what I mean? Like a lot of people have a lot higher than that. But I would take at least $10,000 and pay off credit, especially credit card debt. That would be like the first thing that I would do. Then I would put money in the savings, online savings account. So, um, you know, $3,500 is the average American savings, mm. $3,500. So we, we talk about stocks and we talk about, you know, long-term investing. But me personally, I don't feel that like anybody should invest before they have their credit card debt paid off, if it's reasonable, and savings. You got to learn to save. Cash is trash. Very true. But, but you have to have some money in savings. Because what happens is that if you don't have money in savings, your investments become your savings account. So when your tire blows or you get sick or your dog needs to go to the veterinarian, um, all of these things, you've got to have an emergency fund. You've got to. So I'm a, I'm a big proponent in having at least six months, at least six months of living expenses in an emergency fund. So I will put $50,000 into an online savings account. The reason why I say online savings account, it has a higher interest rate, slightly higher than brick and mortar. And um, I like to separate. I don't want to have all my eggs in one basket. So like me, I bank with Chase, but I have my online savings with Capital One. So for a couple of different reasons. A, I just don't want to have all your eggs in one basket. And then B, psychologically, for me, it's a lot less tempting to transfer money from, it's because you got to go to a whole different app and it takes like three days to take the money out. So it's like, the whole point of the online savings is just out of sight, out of mind. You don't really want to even think about it. With Chase app, I go in there every day, and I would see that on my Chase app if I had it on my online savings at Chase. So that's just something to think about. I would put seventy-five thousand into a five twenty-nine plan. The reason why I say seventy-five thousand, if I, if the person had kids, because now you can front load the five twenty-nine five years. So that allows you to put a maximum amount. And whenever you get a lump sum like that, you know, you always want to uh, compounding interest. So the more money you can put in up front, the better. So I will front load it for five years. Now, when you front load it, you can't put more money in for five years, but at least you have that 75000 right away that's working. Um, and, you know, depending on the state that you live in, you get a state tax deduction for 529 plans as well. So we talked about that. I will put 75000 into an UTMA. The reason why the UTMA, not the 529, is that you once again, you want to diversify. 529 is great for college and education, but what if your kid doesn't want to go to college? Or what if, you know what I'm saying? Like anything can happen. So mm -hmm. the utmost just provides more flexibility. Um, and, you know, I would invest in something that we've talked about before, like a QQQ, uh, you know, an ETF that is broad range, get broad range exposure to the stock market, to a lot of the top tier companies. So you don't have to like risk it with penny stocks or something like that. It's your kid's future. You don't want to take too much risk with that. Um, life insurance is something that you definitely need to have. It's an important part of, of the financial planning process. So no matter how you go about it, whether you get term insurance, if you're 35, you can probably get a million dollar term insurance policy for $600 a year. Mm -hmm. healthy. If you're in good shape, you get like $600 a year. Now, granted, you're not going to make any money off that because it's term and it only lasts like, let's say 20 years, but 20 years is still a long time. You know what I mean? So it's like, I personally think that a million dollars is something that, at the very least, most people in today's society should try to aim for when it comes to life insurance size. 
Um, because if you think about it, you're taking care of a family or at least one child. A um, million dollars is not really that much money in the grand scheme of things because it's like that has to last their whole life. That's replacing your, your yeah. earning potential. Mm -hmm. So if you make $100,000 a year, a uh, million dollars covers 10 years of your, of your salary. Yeah. So, you know, you look at it from that standpoint. So the life insurance is something I definitely would encourage. Like I said, you can do term, you can do whole life. That's a whole conversation within itself. I would probably put $100,000 into a DIA. Um, DIA, a lot of people might not be familiar with that is That is called a deferred income annuity. So these are the, the DIAs are great plays, especially for retirement or long-term. Like this is why when you see a lot of athletes get contracts, some of them, they, they get DIAs. One of the probably the most famous DIA in our recent time is uh, Allen Iverson. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people are very familiar with that Reebok contract where I think it pays him like the lifetime contract. 1.5 million, like starting like in two years, he gets like 1.5 million for the rest of his life. Um, what they did with that was that uh, it was part of his contract that a portion of the money that was paid to him went into a DIA, which is a deferred income annuity. So it sits in an annuity contract and it could be set up for 15, 20, 30, however long you want. But like, let's say it's, you put $10 million into a DIA and then in 15 years, now that 10 million will pay a lifetime income of $1 million, right? Yeah. So it, it's, it's similar to like how like lottery, you can do the same thing with lottery. Um, so that's great because now you defer, you defer. So it's like if you blow everything and at least you know you got that coming to you every single year. So especially for lump sum, people that have lump sum amounts of money, the D is definitely a great idea. Um, after that, I would invest $400,000 into the market, um, a split between ETF and tech stocks, even some mutual funds. So like F, K, E, and X, we talked about that. XLK, XLY, SMH, you know, the regulars. Um, tech stocks, the obvious, Apple, Microsoft, Tesla, Amazon, things of that nature, um, because it's like, you don't really necessarily have to try to hit home runs when mm -hmm. you guarantee doubles. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You guarantee the double, you're guaranteed to have 20 points every every game. You don't need to try to score 50. So in my brain, those all make sense. They all have strong track records. They're all going to be here for a long time. The next 150000 I would take more risk with if that's what you want to do. You can allocate that to stock options. You can allocate that to cryptocurrency, to future trading, um, to a little bit more like risky ETFs. Not risky, but like, you know, like a TAN or IBB, if you want to look at like biotech or renewable energy where – I don't want to say it that's risky because I believe in biotech and renewable energy, but it's a lot that goes into play with that, right? Mm -hmm. It's a lot of variables to the political standpoint, whether the, you know, the drugs work for the biotech industry, it's still it's still more volatile in the next 10 years than you know a QQQ would be or a Franklin Diamondtech fund. Um, and then the next hundred and forty thousand dollars I would have as alternative cash money. So you might want to, you know, start a business or you might want to invest in real estate or, you know, you might want to do a variety of different things outside of just regular investment. From that standpoint, um, I will allocate that. So <clears throat> that's my breakdown. That's my million dollar breakdown. That's a million dollars worth of game. Yeah, that's my well, What percentage of the deal does that give per year? Like what's the average return? Yeah, so it, it really depends because there's a, lot, there's a few different factors on like how long you, you leave it in. It really depends on really how long you leave it in. And the interest rate that the, that the insurance company pays. So we really have to run what's called like an illustration to actually give like a, a, a 
a real spot on answer to that question. Um, but, you know, usually in, it usually will grow in a fixed capacity and around like three to four to five percent annually rate of return on, on, a, on the type of on that type of product. So you can kind of compound that over the course of 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, something like that. And then that's that's what you'll get. And as you guys come into these lump sums, you want safety. Like you think that you would just throw it all to the wind and be like, hey, let me just put it all in one company. But if you lose it, um, and people don't think that financial ruin can hurt you, but like every recession, people die, commit suicide. Um, people make bad investments. It hurt, like lose your career. So the more money you accumulate, the safer that you want to be. Um, I know some of you are in a growth phase and you're looking to grow. But even with that, you still need to go look at what the drawdown of those companies are. Because if a company is drawing down 28%, 30% every two years, it's not a place that you want to. Because what if you hit it hard 2020, 2021, and next year you put your money into that risky asset set, and now you give up two years of your life and all this hard work and study? The more money you accumulate, please, like go to safer uh, vehicles that are available to you. And, and you know what? The, another another thing too is that um, so you can really use that type of formula for any amount of money, right? If you mm -hmm. have a hundred thousand, if you have fifty thousand, right? Like so, what you do is you just you just lower the amount of money right. relative to how much money you have. So if you have a hundred thousand, if you have fifty thousand dollars, right? Obviously, you're not going to be able to invest four hundred thousand dollars if you have fifty thousand dollars. But you would you would do the same thing. So. You, if you had a hundred thousand, I wouldn't really recommend more than like fifteen percent of that into the more riskier type of investments. So that would mean fifteen thousand dollars will go into your crypto futures options bucket, mm -hmm. right? and then you might put, you know, ten thousand or thirty thousand dollars into your, your kid college fund. Or, you know, so it's like if you got ten thousand dollars, you might invest fifteen hundred dollars right. into Bitcoin, and then you might invest three thousand dollars into your kid's college fund. So the numbers really aren't the most important thing. Just going to use a million dollars because that's a nice round number and that's something that a lot of people aspire to become millionaires. So it's like, all right, you always hear these stories about these athletes and entertainers and everybody, you know, criticizes them. But it's like, all right, when you get there, because, you know, you can get there too. It's not like it's impossible to get a million dollars. So yeah. when you get there, you got to be prepared. Like yeah. the, the worst thing that can happen is that you get there and you're not prepared. And then you, yeah, you have no plan. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What what happens from here? If you don't have the plan, you're gonna. I mean, you either gonna you either gonna, gonna two things are gonna happen. You're gonna end up blowing it, or you're gonna be so scared that you're just gonna have it in your savings to account. To do anything, frightened, yeah. you be scared out your mind. The worst thing is to be scared with money, and it's like you have money, you waited your whole life to get money, you got it, and now you're scared to death because you don't want to lose it. Hold on. Yep, there's another game on the side of the fence once you acquire it. Yeah, I'd rather you guys learn this now than when it's too late. And it's, it's almost okay now if you have it in cash, but what about if they bump interest rates to 2.8 or 3%? Like inflation is going to eat you alive. So um, would you be able to give them the percentages real quick so they can write them down? Yeah. Um, so what was it? Uh, let me do it. Because if not, I know they're going to blow us up tonight and tomorrow. Nah, let me do it. I, I had some like off, like 140. It was like kind of random. So I, I'll do it right now if you want to. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's nine o'clock, which is crazy. Um, so I'll just give the earnings for this week because 
Uh, last week, we, we, we broke it down. We told you TSM was going to go crazy. They did. They pulled back a little bit, but still love TSM. So this week, we got uh, some more financials. Tuesday, uh, we got uh, Bank of America, Charles Schwab, and Goldman Sachs will be reporting. And then at closing, Netflix, which is uh, an interesting stuff. Um, well, I, I'm interested to see the numbers, the subscriber numbers that come back uh, from Netflix. Obviously, Disney's putting a whole lot of pressure. Uh, and then there's, now there's talks of HBO Max just uh, putting out content straight uh, to the platform rather than even going to movie theaters. So even more pressure. So uh, I'm interested in seeing the Netflix numbers. Uh, and then we got on Wednesday, PNG. I know people, if you're not familiar with PNG, you should be, Procter & Gamble. Um, but if you're in the ETF XLP, you should even be more familiar with it because it's 16% of the ETF. Uh, they will be reporting on Wednesday. And then we got uh, two set, we got two companies that uh, was, were, were great companies at one point um, and were very innovative. IBM and Intel will be reporting after hours on Thursday. It's, uh, it's interesting. Bank of, Bank of America got to a high. Remember, I'm going to cut you off. Go ahead. No, I, I, I was going to do the last financials on Friday. Uh, Wells City and PNC are going to be reporting on Friday. So those are the financials. A lot of financials this week. And then everybody is, I told everybody, circle your calendars. Next week is is that week. Next week is that week where we got the, the big boys coming to Applebee reporting. Tesla, uh, it's, it's going to be a fun week. Circle your calendars, <laughs> January 26th, January 27th. It, sh it should be interesting to see. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking at the chart right now. Bank of America hit a high um, price adjusted, 55 bucks, back in 2006. 50% um, rise from there is $20.86. They just hit that number last month. I love Brian Moynihan, but damn, like that was a dead <laughs> decade. Like it took 12 years to get back to 50%. Like, and for those of you listening, like, okay, if you were making 100 grand and you got fired, then it took you 12 years to get back to making 50 grand. It's like, you may need to move to a different state. So uh, Goldman is killing. I like Goldman's model. They're doing pretty Earners, listen up. There's a new site that's building the best real estate investing experience ever. It's called Fundrise. It's the first online investment platform designed to give every person the opportunity to own a portfolio of high quality real estate affordably thanks to their cutting edge low cost model that's right fundrise is revolutionizing the investment world by delivering unparalleled transparency and real-time reporting that lets you see how the development of specific properties impact your overall portfolio the platform's innovations power an investor first model by eliminating the bloated costs of middlemen that have traditionally weighed down real estate investing saving investors time and money every fundrise portfolio can be allocated according to the types of real estate you personally prefer drawing on the platform's many active properties, over 150, handpicked by their in-house team of pros, and many more added all the time. When you add Fundrise Real Estate to your investing strategy, you're unlocking a deeper sort of diversification than anything available through your run-of-the-mill public stocks and bonds. And one of the secrets that many of the country's wealthiest investors understand is that when you diversify, your portfolio is not just resilient, it's actually positioned to earn more overall. But now, no matter what kind of investor you are, Fundrise makes it simple to build a more perfect portfolio. But don't just take my word see for yourself check out why fundrise has grabbed the attention of the financial world earning it a place on forbes list of most innovative companies year after year and the title best real estate investment platform in 2019 by the fintech breakthrough awards and earners that got a special offer going on right now visit fundrise.com eyl that's f-u-n-d 
fundrise.com slash EYL to have your first three months of fees waived. Again, that's fundrise.com slash EYL. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Head over there now. Well, but Bank of America may be in trouble and then Intel um, is a dead man walking. So, <laughs> Yeah, shout out to everybody that was uh, tuned in last week when they, when uh, was Josh was saying that DraftKings was on fire. Um, I got a lot of people saying, look at Troy's face. Um, yeah, but, you know, obviously y'all, y'all know my stance on that. And um, with everything going on, especially in our great state of New York, um, with, you know, our state being in a deficit, we got to figure out some ways to, to raise some income. And so if we look at it, taxes probably won't be an option that people will be going for, especially in this mm-hmm. climate. And so uh, if we look across that George Washington, there's a state that actually legalized gambling uh, and has sports betting, uh, sports books in New Jersey, um, and they have gone crazy. I think outside of Las Vegas, Jersey is the number one place for gambling at this point. And yeah. so if you look across the river, that, that Great Hudson, and we see that it's working there. Um, and I saw uh, Governor Cuomo actually mentioning that he, he's putting some legislation in place. So it should be an interesting time for that that, uh, that space. Yeah. So- and it goes back to, to the buy and hold, too, also with Marriott. Like, Marriott recovered pretty well. It was at, what, 49 bucks? Marriott's like 126 now. It's like... If you guys just hold some of these, even the B grade companies, you should be printing ten to twenty five percent a year, depending on what you got in. Yeah. So that breakdown that I just gave, and once again, I mean, the percentages might be a little off because it was a larger sum of money, and it's going to depend on each person's situation, obviously. But for that particular one, it was one um, percent went to pay off debt, five percent went to savings, seven five seven point five percent. Went to 529, 7.5% went to an UTMA. Um, so 15% total went to the kids. Uh, 10% went to the DIA. We're, we talk about retirement planning. Um, 40% went to investing, um, which I don't want to say conservative investing, but you know, mainstream investing. 15% went to more aggressive investing. And um, 14% went to the alternative cash bucket for business, real estate, things of that nature. So, yeah, that's kind of like, you know, like I said, it, it really just depends on your situation. Everybody's goals are different. What they have to work with is different. But, um, you know, that's kind of, at, at the very least, the the part about the 40% going to mainstream investing, 15% going to more aggressive investing, I definitely would stand by that. The only reason why I said 15% because the person was younger, they were still in their 30s. If you were older than that, you might want to just do 10% into like more aggressive investing. But you can invest 100% of your portfolio of aggressive investing if that's what you want to. I'm just, you know, try to give you the most responsible thing possible so you don't, you know, lose lose money. Um, but yeah, that's that's the, the percentage breakdown. All right. There's nothing wrong with, with safe investing. Like, I mean, I know you guys are seeing some incredible numbers from last year and this year. It's not going to be there come March. Like, one year after, those same kind of gains won't be there. But, man, if you get 20 or 30% a year for a five- or six-year period, it will change your life. It will change your life. Yeah. Right. Let's, let's go, right, let's let's go to couple, the side. Let's get a couple things. questions on. All right, Mike. Mike, we coming to you. Mike Dola, we coming to you. Unmute yourself. You've been unmuted. What's going on? Hey, what's up, Troy and uh, all y'all, Ian and um, Rashad? What's going on, my guy? I see okay. you everywhere. How you doing? I know, right? Hey, so my question is yeah, this. You um, 
it's a it's, it's about like how to structure uh, my personal profile uh, portfolio like i have i have apple i have tesla i have microsoft i'm trying to figure out what percentage of tech should i have in my portfolio or should i just just keep uh building those up Ian, you want you want to take that? I'll let Rashad fire first. Um, well, I'll let you go first since you, you're the amazing advisor. Then I'll try to. Yeah, I mean, I think Josh made a very interesting point last week when he was saying like they say like 24 percent of the market is tech, but really it's like 45 percent when you really think about all of the tech companies that's categorizing different things. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me personally, to make it as easy as possible, I would at least have 50 percent of my portfolio in tech, especially if you're in your 30s, um, because. When you're looking at investing in tech, you're not just looking at investing in tech. You're looking at every sector of the economy is, is tech. Yeah. So if you look at investing in, in car companies, Tesla is a tech company. If you look at investing in financial companies, Square, tech company. Mm-hmm. PayPal, PayPal, tech company. If you look at investing in, you know. Consumer description. Yeah. Amazon. Amazon, tech company. Tech company. Yeah. So. I mean, you might even want to do more than 50% because it's like now you got you to kind of look to see what's not tech. Like what's not tech? That's the, it, it's like harder. Even if you look at drug companies, I mean, you can make an argument that a lot of these biotech companies, I mean, they're biotech. They're, it's not even an argument. Yeah. They're, they're tech companies. Even, even what yeah. you, had, you had dominoes up there, right? People think it's the food company. No, the technology is what separated them. And so- you said fifty percent. I was like, yeah, that was that was really safe. That sounded like well, so- fifty. I would do at least at least fifty percent. Yeah. Um, because you can still make money in in areas that's not tech, but you would have to kind of look hard to, to to figure that out because even even like a Walmart is moving in the direction of Amazon, mm-hmm. so pretty cool. They're yes. going to be considered a tech company. So I would say at least at least fifty percent of the portfolio needs needs to be in tech. That's a good question, though, Mike. Oh, Ian, go ahead. Um, if you can handle the risk, it won't put you in a bad spot financially, and you don't have a lot of kids. I would have found a lot is more than three. Um, up until the, maybe you're forty five, I would do half. Um, I can't advise you. I'm not an advisor, but me personally, I'm leaning fifty percent tech, and then other. Half is the indexes. So what I want you guys to do, I want you to Google what the drawdown is of the S&P 500 every year. Drawdown is how much it pulls back. So even if the market slides down, say 10 to 15%, tech is going to do usually double. But then when the S&P recovers, tech takes off a lot faster. That's why NASDAQ recovered before the Dow and before the S&P 500. And even in having some of those other real estate companies and stuff like that and financials in there, it's hedging um that way but tech runs our lives man like ever since we were kids um and even like josh said about classification even visa like i love visa it's the reason i like it more than american express or mastercard but it's also market share leader um if you can afford it i would do 50 percent, and then for your kids i would lean um their first 15 years of their life um tech as well for sure Somebody on YouTube, somebody said, what's the difference? Is it better to buy individual tech stocks or ETFs? Me personally, I just feel more comfortable with ETFs. Yeah. Um, because I just ETF and indexes are much safer. Yeah. Just, even, even when I do options, I do options at ETFs more, more so than individual stocks. I just feel like, you know, it's um, I'd rather have an all-star team than a star player. Because even if I have a star player, shout out to Brooklyn, 
but <laughs> Kyrie Michael Abel. I, I don't know where he is. Yeah. But if I own an Eastern Conference All Star team and Kyrie goes missing for a couple we weeks, we don't play him for the whole night. I'm still okay. So yeah. I'm still okay. You know what I'm saying? Like even the greatest of all time, LeBron James. He <laughs> he um That's what we doing? he 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 can. He can really get hurt. He never really gets hurt. But maybe that remember that one year he got hurt. Pulled his groin. He pulled his groin. Now, if you put all your eggs in, in Braun and he pulls his groin, you're screwed. So I just feel like for me personally, it's a safer play. And especially with like, you know, these estimations of the world and IBDs in the world. Cause I don't know exactly which chip company or which biotech company. I'd rather just invest in 30 of them and kind of hash yeah. it out. And then and then, and then, the, then the easier matches is classic 80-20. Go ahead, Troy. No, I was going to say, even when you look inside the ETFs, it'll tell you if, if you're like, all right, that's cool, but I want to be a little bit more aggressive. The ETFs usually will tell you where the allocation is going, right? So if you look inside of XLK, what's the top two allocations? Microsoft and Apple. All right, well, if you're going to do a singular position, that might be the two you want to take, right? If you look in, inside of SMH, right? TSM is, is the number one allocation inside. That might be something you want to look into if you want to be more aggressive and you're like, all right, there's more growth there. So like, if the if the, the funds are telling you where to go, don't don't try to complicate it. Don't don't try to complicate the vibe. Don't try to complicate the vibe. Yeah, go ahead, man. I mean, and then if you guys want, and for those of you that are older, like if you want to look to minimize, let's say you're past fifties or sixties, close to retirement, and then you go twenty eighty, bonds and stocks. Like do, you want to focus on how much can you lose if you run this portfolio. So like. 6% and 87, what, 4.5% loss was the max law of 5% in 94. Uh, 2007, it was 7%. And then this year is 3.9%. So it really depends on age. Um, the, the more tech heavy you go, you have the higher probability of, of drawing down or the value declining at some point. But you're going to get a multiple of like 15 to 35 to 45%. It really just depends on age and what your personal goal is. But if you have quality companies like you do already, I will continue to add to them and then put an index in play and then maybe a bond to offset it. And then you're good. But all the information, like every formula around investing has been talked about ad nauseum. Like you can either do 80-20 stocks and bonds. You can do like my formula, half tech, half index. You can do 20 80, if you're older, if you're very conservative and you just want to make sure that you don't have any losses, you can do 50% bonds, 50% stocks. You'll be okay. You won't make a ton, but you won't lose damn near anything. The max drawdown on that portfolio, I think, is like 11%. So play for how much you're willing to lose. This is how you know. This is the test. Some of you say that you're willing to lose 50%. Go take half of the money out your checking account and go give it away to somebody. That's how you know if you're willing to risk 50%. Most are not. If you're willing to risk 10% or 20, that's how you know. And then you can judge how much you're willing to donate or give away. What is your risk tolerance for investing? So yeah. 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 Shout out to Angela in the chat. She uh you she like transcribing everything you say, like as it's oh, happening. Yeah. Wow. So so, 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 so in uh in Zoom. In Zoom, yeah, yeah. Somebody asked um on YouTube, what's the difference between ETFs and mutual funds? Mutual funds are actively managed, which comes with a higher fee um than ETFs. It's high fee structure. Yeah. That's, the, that's the difference. Uh, William, we're coming to you. Unmute yourself. You've been unmuted. Yo, what's going on, fellas? Everything what's good? going on? How you doing? Doing good, man. I just want to say y'all y'all are really changing the game with this with this podcast with 
just giving out these jewels, this information. I, I just want to say I appreciate y'all. Appreciate I appreciate you, you even more. Hey, hey, appreciate that. Listen, um, my question is, when you evaluate a stock, what, what are the things that you should look for when you're evaluating a stock? Um, you, we did, yeah. Um, guys touched on a lot of these things, like the like beta PE ratio. Um, what's some other things? Uh, I'm looking at founder. Yeah, founder, vision, um, current market share. So when we do charts before we wrap up, I'll kind of walk you through like a good company versus a bad company. Um, how many products do they have in their lineup that are top three? So if you notice like with IBM, type in chat, name me what's the most po two popular products from IBM. Most people don't know. That's a market share and mind share issue. I think IBM has some a tremendous value, but they started to rest on their laurels. And when they diverted away from science-based data, it, they lost their position. So those are the main things that I'm looking at from that perspective. Um, and then also, to me, the most important thing is, is their competitive advantage. Like, what's the one thing that they can do that no one else can do? For me, Apple, it's a couple. So the three things that Apple can do, like, they're the only tech stock that does not draw down 20% since Tim Cook has run it. That's an anomaly. Number two, they have a moat in technology. So if I stop using my iPhone, then guess what? I can't use everything else tied to it. That sucks. And I loved Android before, but I don't want to, you know, not have iMessage, not be able to FaceTime, not use iCloud. So they're keeping me inside of the ecosystem. And then third, like the incremental innovation, they still innovate better than anybody else. And the crazy part is, as popular as Tesla is, Apple is what Tesla wants to be. I mean, excuse me, Tesla is what they, they want to be Apple. They are not pr producing the revenue that Apple is. If they do, or if they did, their stock could be like four or $5,000 right now. So I'm looking at what can they do better than everyone else. Uh, Microsoft, same thing. If you look at Activision Blizzard for you gamers, they have a stronghold on a gaming market that other companies don't have. So those are the main things that I'm, I'm looking at. And then, then after that, I go to uh, the technical. So if like we look at AT&T, what does AT&T do better than T-Mobile? Nothing but mess up. <laughs> they have no competitive advantage. Nothing. So like they're great at buying businesses at a high value, selling them off for pennies on a dollar and then doing it again. Kudos to everyone at AT&T. But, you know, so th that's the main, what can they do better than everyone else? Once you get that down, it takes away a lot of the analysis that, that you need to do. Well, appreciate you, bro. Yeah, that was like, I, I was like, Mo, Mo, Trap got me thinking, Mo. And so, somebody said um, in YouTube, it was like, I wish, I was like, I wish I knew how to make money off of all of this. So I want to, the whole point of the show is to encourage people that they can make money. So uh -huh. the easiest way today, if it's how to make money off of information, is open a brokerage account, pick a fund, whether it's QQQ, whether it's FKD and X, we'll just leave it there. Pick one of those two funds and mm -hmm. put some money in, put some money into it and let it sit. Yeah. You're going to make money. Now, the problem is that people think 20% a year is no money. Big, That's big, crazy. Big business, one of the greatest yeah. quotes in our history. Only people that have no experience with money think 20% is no money. Because if you, if, if you, you haven't made 20% doing anything else. 
because you haven't invested. So it's either you earn nothing at the bank, but you're actually losing money with inflation, mm-hmm. or you're spending your money and you, you're actually losing the money. So you invest 20%. It takes seven, it, it takes 7.2% a year to double your money in 10 years. So if you can earn 20% a year, you double your money in like four years, right? You accelerate that process. And if you put, let's say you put $10,000, a round number, not to say you have to put, but $10,000, mm-hmm. right? 10,000 turns to 20,000, 20,000 turns to 40. Now 40 turns to 80, 80 turns to 60. I mean, 80 turns to 160, right? So this is the this is the this is why they say compounding interest is the seventh wonder of the world, eighth wonder in the world, something like that, is because you start with a smaller number, but that double, you're not doubling off that ten thousand anymore. You're doubling off of the higher number. Mm-hmm. And you accelerate the process by investing in ETFs that you don't have to do any work in. And we already told you the ETF that you can invest in. The reason why I say 20% is QQQ average 20% for the last. 10 years. I'm not just throwing a number out, out the hat. Not to say it's going to do the same again. We don't know. But, I mean, it's already yeah. done it for a decade. Probability is there. Yeah, and yeah. fellas, if you can play 2K, you're not playing with the trash team on 2K. That's the same thing. So, an index is all-star team. Like, LaMelo went to the Hornets. Now the Hornets may have a better chance. Same thing. You just want to pick a couple good companies to start there. And Because here, here's what happens. You see the game happen and then you stop shopping on goat and you put that money into the market mm. or StockX or wherever you shop at and because for us we need to see the gains actually happen and then not be theoretical there's it's like sex i can't give you the feeling if you've never had it like you have to at some point say hey i'm gonna take a hundred and i'm gonna get to it and if the hundred because i can't verbalize you know how amazing it is but if you can see my expression hey you know <laughs> So just take some time, sneaking away. Yeah, and just put a hundred in and be like, okay, great, you're good. Pick one, pick any yeah. index. You're fine. Be able to monetize it, and you're in, yeah, in two years, start. you'll be happy that you did it. Just start. Just start. There's nothing like just starting, yeah. right? The first time you see green, it's like, oh my gosh, this is really something. And so just because uh-huh. because you're having the best companies in the world, yeah, work on your behalf. And the chances are, same you're thing as drafting a top player. You're spending with them already, right? So, like, you probably have an iPad, you probably have an iPhone, you probably have air, but you're already spending money with them. Why Why not just be a part of it? Yes. And, and you're going to get addicted, too, because it's like uh, everybody that I know now, the only thing that they ever ask me about is stocks and trading, futures yeah. and options. And, and these, everybody before that, they was only talking about basketball and rap. And then it's like, Nobody doesn't like to make money. Yeah. So when you see that it actually works and you actually are making some money, you become addicted to it. And now you, you spend all your time studying and it's like, yeah, this is kind of dope. Like I can actually make money in my sleep. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh-huh. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I see, I saw it, I see it happening with my inner circle, just people that I know, people from my neighborhood, people that I grew up with. Right. Everybody, anytime I see somebody like, what's up with Bitcoin? What's up with this? How do you flip a house? You know yeah. Can I pull up on y'all? And that's another thing too. It doesn't have, this is a stock show mostly, but just, just get invested and learn to invest. I don't care if you invest in real estate, if you invest your money into. Because it's all the same game. Yeah. If a house is a hundred grand, why would you pay 99,000 for it? Like even now, most of the market is at a high. 
why are you chasing? It's like, yo, when the market, when the market comes down, we can buy them. It, like there's yeah. little juice left in the orange. But once you learn how to, so everyone in real estate, I tell my dad this all the time. If you know how to, how to invest in one, you know how to invest in another. You see, you know, low value, you know, when you can build ac- equity, you know, what to, and so for those of you that are like in specific industries like healthcare, Johnson and Johnson, pretty damn good. I don't like some of the things that happened in the past. Stock is amazing. Striker, legal mafia. Um, there are a couple, if you look inside of the industry that you work in, there'll be 10 or 15 players that have been there forever that have been printing money. But we like, if you're tired of us making these brands popular and making no money from it, please type yes in chat. This is the way to offset that. The, the information is there. It's not as hard as people make it. It's not as hard as people make it. But once you start, even if you lose, you'll be like, damn, I bought a terrible company. Let me not ever do that again. Mm-hmm. And then you'll lean towards quality and you'll see why we always talk about like the top 50 or top 100. I mean, of course, Neo, great plug, great, but they aren't, you know, they're not a company that's going to move the market yet. Um, got to prove. And they've also too, yeah, they got to prove themselves. And I don't like thinking about a stock in the middle. Like if you ever have been in a risky stock, you've literally woken up out of your sleep and checked your brokerage account. It's like, damn, I hope I'm not down nine grand on this. I shouldn't have touched that one. And I'm like lean towards safety because those small gains will add up. And if you get 10% here, 15% here, 25% there, pretty soon you're knocking it out the park. And he's, and he's telling that 1,000% truth. And I, I told this story, right? I called Ian at 7.38 in the morning. I guess it was 6.38 Central Time. Like, yo, what happened to that? Yeah. <laughs> so look, yep. man, and it wasn't to discourage to say like, yo, I'm never going to do this again. It was like, well, lesson learned. Can't do that again. I need more research. And and through my research, learn to learn to read what you're not reading. I say that to say one of my favorite Instagram pages is CNBC, and they always got some interesting article on Instagram. And the other day they had an article about um, Mercedes Benz. I think it was either Mercedes Benz, yeah, Mercedes Benz going heavy in electric cars and how they're investing a whole bunch of money into electric cars. Now the average person reads that. And they're only reading that Mercedes-Benz is investing in electric cars. I read that and read something completely different. I read that and said Tesla's going to go up even more because they're already the industry leader. They're already ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. So if Mercedes-Benz yeah. and all of these car companies are, they know that they can't fight the wave. They're going in it. Yeah. Well, the leader is already 100 yards. Tesla got a 100-yard head start on the competition. So that yeah. just solidifies to me Tesla even more. And what did they do, what they do to that? Man, if anybody, when you're talking about reading and doing the research, and if you know that that was posted, then if you look at what happened with today, Tesla did, delivered their Model Y crossover in Shanghai. Why are they doing in Shanghai? China's the number one EV market in the world. If they can conquer that, goodbye. Right? They are ready. Okay. Earners, what's going on? If you're a business owner, you don't need us to tell you that running a business is tough, but you might be making it harder on yourself than necessary. Don't let QuickBooks and spreadsheets slow you down anymore. It's time to upgrade to NetSuite. Stop paying for multiple systems that don't give you the information you need when you need it. Ditch the spreadsheets and all the old software you've outgrown. Now is the time to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite gives you visibility and control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. Everything you need all in one place instantaneously. 
Whether you're doing a million or hundreds of millions in revenue, save time and money with NetSuite. Join the over 24,000 companies using NetSuite right now. Let NetSuite show you how they'll benefit your business with a free product tour at netsuite.com slash market Mondays. Schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com slash market Mondays. That's netsuite.com slash market Mondays. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Head over there. 2,000 vehicles, they're trying to get to 20 million in the next 10 years. And so if they can test it out there and it goes crazy in China, obviously we know America supports the cars. Forget about it. Forget about it. Yeah. Let's go to one more question. But before we go to the last question, can we ask, can, I want to ask Ian's opinion on, uh, we have a historical moment that's about to happen. So we got to talk about it at least a little bit. Uh, a new president will take office on Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday I believe. Um, so we got two, two days left of the regime or one, one day, one day and a half left of the mm-hmm. old regime. Um, a lot of people are, you know, they have different views of Joe Biden, um, and the Democrats when it comes to the market, a lot of people are enthusiastic. Some people think it's going to be higher taxes, more regulation. Um, how do you feel about this administration coming into office and how do you think it will, it will affect the stock market? Taxes potentially could be higher, but um, tech is going to be tech. They're always going to find a way. I mean, they were in Trump's office just as much as they were Obama's, um, just as much as they were in George W. Bush's. The tech industry is going to find a way. Um, if anything, I think the gains may slow maybe a percent to maybe 2% max overall, but they're not going to have a drastic. I know everyone thinks the market is going to come to like a screeching halt because he's going to be in office. I don't think that to be true. And then I think healthcare probably will do even better than what it's doing now. Um, but if you can stabilize the country and get these vaccines out faster, people forget like Obama with the quantitative easing and there's some things that he's done that I did not agree with. But in terms of saving the economy, he killed that. So if Biden can follow a similar plan and he's coming in crisis the same way Obama did, we can go on another 10-year bull run if they can get this COVID thing under control. Now, if we have 19 genetic variations of it, not so much. So they need to get these out faster. But remember, Barack came in, the market was in shambles. Mm -hmm. And we should have went to hell in a handbasket. And it was controversial at the time. And I'm worried how long we can stay. We need to get an economist on because I forgot the number. But We've been at zero interest rates for so long. I'm worried if we ever go back up to 4% or 5%, it's going to cripple the country. And usually what happens in these economic cycles when interest rates are at zero historically and they raise back up, all the rich people flee to another country and it cripples the country. So when people are talking about going to other places, that's why I get a little bit worried because I'm wondering if they're seeing the writing on the wall before we do. But I think the, the economy overall will be stable in the market. The market's going to be great. Like, um, we've had Dr. King die, Kennedy get shot, 9-11. Every travesty we can think of in our community happened. The market hasn't slowed down one The market is heartless. Yeah, well, shout out to Josh. He had, he had a whole episode about how the market is heartless. It's going to continue to go up. Like, if, if our economy or the stock market does not continue to go higher, we'll be a third world country. From a competitive advantage standpoint, 
that in the military is all that we have. We can say whatever we want to, but that's the reason why, if you guys notice, when a market drops 20%, it's on Sports Center too, not just CNBC. So if we ever draw down and get to 50% of where we were, there's going to be time to go to another country anyway. So we'll continue to go higher. Yeah, I think he's stable. Um, he's 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 an old school politician, so he's not going to do anything to mess up the economy. And uh, he's not, yeah. he's not really too liberal. He's not obviously he's he's middle of the road. He's a middle of the road type of guy. Um, so I think it's politics as usual. Politics as usual. Yep. You know, politics as usual. You have a heady 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 hand on on this situation. Yeah. Wall Street, Wall Street will get back to being comfortable. They don't have to worry about crazy tweets coming out in the middle of the night. <laughs> and um, everybody's gonna go back to making money. The whole point of it, they, they don't make, they didn't make the stock market not to make money. This mm -hmm. is the I forgot who's. I think Ian might have said it. The whole point of investments is to make money. Like when that, whoever the first person that came up with an investment idea. They don't make investments to lose money. Yeah, they're not creating. This is why over the course of time, this is why long-term investing always wins 100% of the time. The market's been because up since 1792. It goes up. It's designed to go yeah, up. Right. It's just like, yeah. I don't think people fully comprehend that. Like they say it's gambling. No, it's really not gambling because these people make, they made it to make money. Houses mm -hmm. are designed to go up. Now, short term, if you're doing all kinds of crazy you know, if you can turn it into gambling if you want, but the whole point of investing is engineered to make money. To make money. Yeah. So these people want to get back to making money. With no apologies. With no apologies. With no apologies. That's it. Yeah. No apologies. I think I unmuted. I hope I'm going to say it right. Melita? Melita? Yeah, you said it right the first time. How y'all oh. doing? I, I'm good. How are you? How are you? I'm good. Can't complain. Um, I, I know everybody say this is very cliche, but we do appreciate you guys. Um, um, and then may sound redundant with the questions and y'all guys are being very patient with us and um, just hearing us out answering questions. So I just want to put that out there. Um, Thank you. I appreciate you. Of course. Um, my heart is racing, but because um, this is, Big I didn't indeed. think I was going to pick it. We got you. <laughs> yeah. got, but, this. Um, got this. <laughs> um, I'm from Brooklyn and I'm in the union for carpentry, right? But I haven't worked in two years. And most of it is my choice because, um, you know, I'm, I'm on my entrepreneurship and I want to start my own businesses. So I, I'm starting at a construction company, one and a clothing line, two. But I have a 401k plan and all that other good stuff, pensions and stuff in there still. What do you guys suggest I should do about that? Take it out, control it, or let them continue to do whatever to it. Um, I'm 30, I'm 30, I'm 33, about to be 34 in March. So. Okay. If you, the first thing you have to do is check with your union or your 401k provider to see what your options are, because a lot of times you can't actually take full control over it while you're actually still working. You have to work under the parameters that's provided for you inside of the 401k or pension plan. Each 401k and pension plan is different, though. So some do allow you to have self-directed 401k plans, but a lot of them, the vast majority, don't. So the first thing you want to do is just to know your options. That's a good question for a few different reasons. A, first, most people don't even know their options. So like even with like an in-service withdrawal, in-service withdrawal is a way to actually roll over money while you're still working, which most people are not even aware that you can mm -hmm. actually do that. 
most of the time you can only roll over money after you leave a job, but some jobs actually do allow you for an in-service withdrawal. And I've seen people being able to roll up to 90% of their vested account over into an IRA while they're still working at the job. But knowledge is power. They never really tell you all of this stuff while you're signing up for it. So you have, if you, if, yeah. if you don't have enough information to ask a question, a lot of times we lose because we don't know what questions to ask. See, questions are only good if you have knowledge. You have to actually have some level of knowledge to even ask a question. Yeah. Like if, if, if I know sure. nothing about cars, I'm not even in a position to ask a question about the car muffler because I, I have to have at least some information to even ask a question. Yeah. This is the problem in our community. That's why we don't raise our hand. We don't have enough. Mm-hmm. No, it's a fact. Yeah. We don't have enough information to ask a question. So we just stay silent. But the problem with staying silent is that you just lose out because there's so much stuff that you don't know. So I say I have to say the first thing you want to do is just be thoroughly familiar with your 401k, with your pension plan and see exactly what's what's offered to you. Um, And so if you do have an option of taking some control over it, self-directed 401k or in-service withdrawal, I would say if you feel comfortable, if you feel comfortable that you can do a better job than um, what your provider is doing for you or what's offered to you, um, yeah, I wouldn't start with the whole thing. I would start with a portion of it if you're allowed to do that and just become comfortable with that. And then, you know, you can kind of work your way out from there. But um, the only reason why you would want to do that is if you feel like you can do a better job. So I guess that's just up to you is yeah. the level of confidence that you feel as an investor. And, and the lack of knowledge is, is what they're praying on, right? So somebody's on the other end of that knowing that you're coming in, not knowing something, and they're, they're, they're praying on it because it's, in the end, they're probably going to make more money when you don't know. So it's always important in any aspect or any avenue that you're going to. Just get, gather a little bit of knowledge, right? I, I, I spoke to, uh, shout out to Fabian, who's, who, who tuned into to one of our classes. He's like, yo, if I didn't listen to that car episode, man, I would have been at a disservice. He was like, yo, I use everything that they said. My man, shout out to Dave Shannon. Everything he said, um, and I took it to the dealership, and they were like, wait, I got to get my manager. Because the things you're asking, like, you, you must be in the car industry. So that's it, man. Going anything, any avenue or any uh, perspective, new venture that that you're going into, gather as much knowledge as possible uh, because it'll it only is going to help you in, in the end. Yeah. What, what what business are you most passionate about out of the two that you have? Um, my clothing line. Okay, drop that link so people can support you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. That's definitely a fact. Thank you. Of course. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. No, no. Like yeah. tell it so even those who are listening. Yeah, yeah we, we got we got here. We'll, we'll put it in. We'll put it in YouTube. Support small business. We gotta support small. Yeah, support the sister. So Let's put yeah. it in. I ain't see it. I don't know. I ain't see it over here. For my business owners, it's really important that you take twenty percent of your revenue and look to invest it. Because even if your clients walk away, your customers walk away, you lose competitive edge. At least you will still have uh, some money coming for you in the market. Yeah, Janet, when she posted, just put it in the YouTube too for us, please. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, Janet. <laughs> she said, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, yes. Well, yeah. Yo, man. that's almost two hours right there, man. Time flies when you're having fun. Thank you guys for joining us. I know it was a, it's a holiday. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people, you know, might have been off of work today or spending time with your family. The market so was closed today. The market was closed yeah. today. So Oh, can um, we do charts real great. quick so they don't kill us? Yeah. I, I swear I only do two. All right. I was going to do All six, right, but... So I'll walk you guys through what a good company looks like and what a bad one looks like. And then we'll wrap up in the next week. Um, we'll, we'll do a few more. I want to get that evil yeah, you got shot. You know that. <laughs> <laughs>
Y'all know Shug Shaw don't be playing, man. <laughs> All right, so this is AT&T. Um, <laughs> you guys can write this down. So when I first evaluate a company, I'm looking at the highest time frame. So since inception, on TD Ameritrade, you can go to max available. And type max available in the chat. Hit OK. So um, before we get to indicators and anything like that, right? So this is like an 11 period moving average. That's a faster one. You can see that it's underneath the moving average, which means that it's on a decline. I know that the dividend on AT&T is sexy as hell, and you see it all over IG, um, but it's not one of the ones that I like. Here's an easy way to calculate some levels in which you can buy, right? So this is called a channel. You would go to right here, and then you just go to a typical channel. So it's just a high and low, but I've kind of modified it. So this is the top. So let's call this top 59.84, and then this is at $3.80. So you can see this yellow here is the 50% mark. It's not even staying above 50% of its value. So once again, when I ask you guys, what is the competitive advantage that AT&T has over Verizon, T-Mobile, well, most people went quiet. So this bottom line here is 0%. This second area is 25%. So if we scroll back and see when it was around here, if you would have got, but look how far back this is in 1995. So if you were holding AT&T in 1995, great. This is 50%, this is 75%, and this is 100. AT&T hasn't hit a high since 1999. So when I was playing S. Carter three, <laughs> straight out of Man Alive, wearing my Fubu, AT&T at that time was the most dominant force in the telecom space. Not anymore. I want to compare it with a company that is doing well. So let's look at Roku. Well, even Roku is not the best example, but if you look historically, the chart is moving to the upside. So let's look at, I'm going to break my promise real quick. BBVA. You can look at the max time available and zoom out. Is BBVA going up in value or down? The partnership they have with the NBA is amazing, but it hasn't helped the brand a lot. So they just start to push above the moving average. But if I had a stock and back here it was at 19, so let's put 19 up here, and it got down to these lows because everyone isn't getting in at the rock bottom, this stock is normally going to go back to the downside. I like companies that print highs and continue to go higher. Yes, they're expensive, but I want to get them on um on sale in comparison so if i look at like netflix look at the growth of netflix so since 2002 shout out to everybody i was at iu with chris rice i think was the first person that had the actual dvds i was like damn you balling you got four dvds in here <laughs> all right um but if you look throughout the years the value has went higher now i don't like the capital costs required mm -hmm. but from a technical analysis standpoint look at this since this is 2013. They have stayed above their moving average with the exception of November of 2019, December. And then, of course, we had a hard pullback in March right on the line. So when I tell you guys, mark off the spots that you want to get in before, when you do your homework, as Troy suggests, you should know where you want to get in. 
So I want to invest in stocks that are constantly going up. Like every year, Brian gets paid more because he performs better. I don't want a declining player. I don't. So shot him, break my, I swear this is the last one. So you don't call the goons on me. Home Depot. If you look since 1985, Home Depot has been pushing up. I don't know about you, but every time I've been to New York, New Jersey, Houston, Atlanta, LA, they're always building shit. Residentially and commercially, right? So this is a company you can look at. But if you look here on a longer macro time frame, if you look at since 2011, they've been above their moving average. And then they have smaller put these pullbacks here, I live for. And so when it dropped this far in March, when everyone was panicking, I'm like, do you really think people are going to stop building homes? Because if you're married, your wife is going to have the honey-do list for you. And you're going to have to build some stuff like you on Fortnite, right? And then we see a month later, it turned around, went back to 194, and now Home Depot is at 275. So you, the first time frame you have to look at is the entire history of the business first. Most traders that invest, you're looking at too short of a time frame. If you can see this trend, you want to buy on these harsh pullbacks and you'll be okay. And I'll wrap up here. So, yeah, real quick, um, you, put in S, yep. you put in SDS when we talk about that inverse index. SDS? Yeah. And just go back to yep, and look at this. Yeah, so we can they can see it. <laughs> that by yep. crisis. So if you look back here, the crisis. This is the high. So you can make money. So here's a trick that most people don't tell you, and publicly because they don't want to get, they want to get chastised. When markets collapse, it's a tremendous opportunity to short the market and make money. And then also, they're all. And Kramer always says that there's a bull market somewhere. You have to look now. In these mm -hmm. positions, I would not stay in longer than twenty or thirty days. But SDS went from 11.57 roughly to a high of 21.31.20. And look what it's done since March. March is a key month when the Federal Reserve does something. Go Google what it is, and then you'll see why we normally turn around in a recession in March. March, we started to slide down, and the recovery has happened ever since then. And if we zoom in here, we had the same peak in March at 41, and it's dancing underneath this moving average as usual because it is going opposite of the market. Easy. That, that was a... That's great. That's what we like to do. You know, I can zone in for two hours like we did that one Saturday. So I'm like, let's wrap up. We'll be here till 1130. I'll put on this yeah, best just blaze on Spotify and go off. Yeah, I had that chart up. I'm like, why is, why is that his chart? Let's just yeah. But yeah, thank you. Nah, that's a fact, man. That's a lot of... I mean, just this episode alone, there's so much information that was provided in an uh, hour and 45 minutes, like a master class. From, we covered everything from stock charts to inverted index to deferred income annuities. Um, Insurance is key. It's a slept on asset. It's a slept yeah. on asset. And fixed yeah. income products, slept on. But yeah, it's, it's, it's one of these things where you got to diversify. Yeah. Can't have all your eggs in one basket. Okay. Um, so yeah, man, once again, thank you guys for rocking with us. Um, Atlanta, it's always a pleasure every time we out here, man. It's like energy out here is unmatched. It's a it's a very special place. Hey yo, people hit us up as soon as we touch down in the city, they're like, yo, we pull up here and link up. Let's link. I'm like, yo, we don't even have enough Line time, up, man. And that's <laughs> oh, too, it's, man. It's a whole 
it's a whole different world out here, man. For like, you come to Atlanta, and it's just nonstop. It's nonstop. People just like they come bearing gifts. Yeah, they like yo. Yeah. It's a whole vibe. It's a whole culture. Out Are you free for drinks? Huge shout out, huge shout out to everyone here at Earn Your Leisure. Obviously, we shout out my brother, my brother Mike, Jamal, Bam, uh, Rich, uh, everybody, Danielle, Tahira, Janet. Uh, tomorrow marks our, our two year anniversary of our first episode, y'all. So, shout out to all the alumni. Shout out to every person that told a friend to tell a friend two years ago, man. January 19th, 2019, we put out our, um, we tried our first one, man. So it's crazy. It was a quick two years, to be honest with you. And um, so tomorrow we, we shall, we shall, you know, recognize that. But on Thursday, I want everybody to tune in, man. On Thursday, we are nominated for the Best Business Podcast with the iHeart podcast awards that will be airing here on YouTube at nine, nine, nine o'clock. Nine o'clock nine Eastern Standard on, on iHeart. Shout out to the good folks at iHeart. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, nine I, o'clock. Can we call Russia Eastern and raise the votes or what? Yeah, <laughs> I, I know. I mean, the nomination alone, right? It, we already have one. We've always said we're the best business podcast because we, we know the people that we impact and we know that, that they need it the most. So it's a win already, man. But, you know, just tune in and uh, come celebrate with your boys. <laughs> You know, we, we bring home the trophy. It's, it's a community trophy, man. It's just going to live at, at the crib. <laughs> Next year, bring it home to the family. Yeah, that's a <laughs> That's a fact, man. But now, shout out, yeah, shout out to that. Shout out to everybody for rocking with us for day one, two years. Time flies a lot. You can you can do a lot in 24 months. You can do a lot in 12 months. You can do a lot in six months. So yeah. never limit yourself. Sky's the limit. Yeah. Oh, we didn't shout out our EYL Jr. Shout out to EYL Jr., Christian, Jordan, Nasir, Chase, Zuri. Yo, yeah. they they next up, yo. Shout, shout out to them. Shout out to the whole crew. Shout out to Ian for making Xander. Marks. Shout out to Xander. Yeah, shout out to Xander. <laughs> My baby. Go to bed. For making, yeah, Market Monday, once again, it's, a, it's, it's one thing to have one hit show, but when you can duplicate it, Twice. That was your. That was that. Was, you used to say that in high school. If you that good, do it twice. Yeah, if you can do it twice, that's a whole different cultural phenomenon. Yeah. Okay. Now, yeah, every every day somebody walks up to me, not even earning your leisure. It's Market Mondays. They like yo. Market Mondays. Like it's it's become a standalone. It's standalone. It's it's just as strong as earning your leisure. Um. So to to us, that's dope. Like to have Market Mondays, have earning your leisure, and they they're both they're different shows. But they're both as strong yeah. as each other, and um, yeah. So appreciate you. Well, being well, a part what's the of biggest that. lesson you, you took over the last two? You know, I got to go in my tablets mode real quick. Well, what's the biggest <laughs> lesson over the last two years for the entrepreneurs that are listening that are that may need some inspiration to get to the next level? I, what would you I, tell I, them? First, Charlie gonna get you out of the, the answer. Yeah, I, I would say consistency. Keep your head down and just be consistent and just do the work. Um, consistency plus work will, will result in some some crazy things, man. Um, we never put any, like I said, we never had any expectations. We just wanted to do something that we knew that, you know, our community needed and the results yeah. are what we're now, man. So consistency plus work. Yeah, that old school work, I think, is extremely important. It's just relationship. Um, I was telling somebody today, you know, as far as earning your leisure, like we don't have a PR publicist for the company um everything that we do is just through relationships like you know mark cuban came through al harrington 
And I met Al Harrington 15 years ago. And it's like, you know, a Dame Dash comes through Kenny Burns. Kenny Burns comes through Dave at United Masters. So we're in a position now where people, you know, really genuinely rock with us. And the relationships that we've built, not only just for guests, but, you know, like trucking. We, we got a truck now. Shout out to Alex. He's been mentoring us in the trucking game. If, you know, our CPA, this business, our lawyer, Sabine, MG, the mortgage guy, all real estate needs. These are people that we, you know, we had on the show and developed relationships with. Trap. Trap. Of course, can't forget Wall Trap, Street yeah. Trapper. Now Market Mondays is developing its own culture from Bonoin to um, even Josh. Josh just came on last mm-hmm. week and um, you know, I called him yesterday to ask him for a favor. And he's like, no problem. So, you know, Market yeah. Mondays has his own alumni list. Really? Um, so, yeah, it's crazy. It's, uh, it's, it's to me, relationships, the power of networking, the power of relationships is something that um, has changed my life for sure, definitely. That's amazing, man. That's amazing. Also, for my entrepreneurs, <laughs> when, when you reach out, please ask them what you can help them with and focus on that to piggyback off the relationship part. Um, me personally, like I try and give first and over deliver. So whatever the industry is doing, try and deliver five fold above that. But literally just make a list of what people are trying to achieve and help them get there. And don't ask anything. Um, 99% of people that I call on, I'm never doing it for me. Like, I mean, even like try to try, I'll be like, hey man, connect me to such and such. I'm like, yo, what can I do? And in the long run, trust me, it'll pay off. It'll pay off. So I think we can rock there. We got a special treat for next week too. We got a special treat for y'all next week. Special treat. We, we, we'll let you in. Uh, <laughs> next week at about 7.59, I'll tell you what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yo, man, That's funny. thank you for rocking for that. Oh, shout out to EYO Network, too. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Dave Shins. Shout out to Dave Shins. Um, Sleepers for, for Suckers on Instagram. Social, yeah, Social, Social Food, food podcast. podcast. He got one Keep of the his podcasts. Right He's blowing up. Shout out. We got a few other people that, you know. Yeah, we just we just got the, the, the paper came through yeah, right before we so came on. So we got another announcement. We'll to make some announcements. But shout out to Dave. I definitely want to give Dave Shins a shout out. If you get a chance, check out his podcast. It's called Social Proof. It's a Social Proof podcast. He, inter- he interviews entrepreneurs. Um, you know, it's the it's one to deal with trap was amazing. Oh my yeah. gosh, that joint is crazy. The yeah. Alex one is crazy. The Honor joint is crazy. The Neo is crazy. Dave is super talented, man, and his interviewing yeah. style is 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 precise, man. So I mean, watching him, I, I learned things. So yeah, shout out to Dave. Yeah, good dude right there. All right, guys, don't forget to, to um, subscribe to Market Mondays on all podcast outlets, Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, rate the podcast, five-star rating. Leave a comment. Very, very important. Please. Um, and, yeah, tell a friend to tell a friend. We will be back next Monday. Make sure you check out all things that's going on this week. Episode coming out tomorrow. Um, and, yeah, man, thank you guys for rocking with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Love is love, y'all. We'll see y'all on the other side. Peace. 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 Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. 
That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.